Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 156 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, big week, big week for both of us. Big week because it's almost the new year. It's almost 2021, or uh, in some circles, it is believed to be 2020 part two. How do you feel about the new year? There's always a sense of excitement with the new year, although... I don't really have a New Year's party, so this year really won't be different from any other year where we just watch TV until 10 and then go to bed and not care about the countdown. Uh, I was about to say, like, you you, you don't strike me as an NYE, like, uh, uh, ride or die. No, not at all. I haven't done that in years. When is the last uh, time you did that? Maybe before kids. Okay. We usually have somebody over uh, Christmas Eve, maybe, like, somebody from my wife's family in there, but then we all just go to bed early anyway and... Although my wife and I did watch a movie uh, just recently called uh, Happiest Season that you recommended. Very good. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it's a, it's a different uh, holiday movie. I find Kristen Stewart charming. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So, very good. And then and Mackenzie Davis as always. I like her. Uh, what is it, like McGill grad Mackenzie Davis? Yeah, from BC and also uh, from Halt and Catch Fire, which was a great show. I feel like this comes up like once a month here on the show. Like, I've, Halt and Catch Fire? This. No, no, Mackenzie Davis. Okay. She's very tall is what I noticed from yes. that movie. Very Angelo, tall. I, I self-flagellated. I watched One Woman 1984. You So did you rent it for $30? Because we can't get it here on HBO Max. We don't have... Our our version of HBO, which is Crave, does not carry uh, the new w, uh, WB movies yet. Yeah, exactly. No, I uh, I had credits for a service, so I ended up uh, renting it from there. And why are people so down on it? Oh my god, because it's a mess of a movie, Angela. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but uh, Jeff Johns is a co-writer, and he's also like one of the main architects behind a lot of the really good DC stories from like, uh, let's say like uh, uh, ten to fifteen years ago. But uh, he's had a really bad year between uh, co-writing One Woman, nineteen eighty four, and uh, not that you know anything about this, but anyone who listens will know what I'm talking about the uh, uh, the Three Jokers uh, miniseries debacle. Um, not a good look. The movie is a bit of a, a, a mess because the whole idea behind a movie is that you're supposed to earn your wins, right? If you're a hero, you're supposed to earn these dramatic moments. The audience is supposed to buy into them. But a lot of the time, it, it, it's all built up in odd ways and the momentum just gets lost about, uh, I'd say, like 20, 25 minutes in. That's too bad. I'll still watch it once it's for quote-unquote free on the service I pay for. Yes, uh, which probably won't be for a while, I'd imagine. It's usually a couple of months, at least. Probably, yeah. I'd say I'd say March. Okay, let's let's That's say my guess. Then. That's my guess. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a bit unfortunate. Um, so I bad. made up for it by watching the newest season of Letter Kenny, which was great. So yeah, and I've never gotten into that. Um, I watched a movie last night called Brightburn. What is that? It is with Elizabeth Banks, and she has a child, or well, they find the child. He's sort of like Reverse Superman. <laughs> he crashes to Earth, and he's not nice. Oh, that sounds like an interesting premise. I enjoyed it. It's on Crave if you have Crave, Brian. I don't right now, but I I might uh, double back into Crave again. Yeah. So what are you using to watch these movies, Angelo? I'm using a new TV after many, many years of like ruminating over deciding, oh, let's buy a new TV. Let's not buy a new TV. I finally bought a TV. And how many times in the past week and a half did you message me about your TV options? Uh, not many times, actually. You're you're the one who convinced me to go from 50 to 55 because I had a 40-inch TV and I was going to buy a 50-inch TV to not make it look too big in the living room. And uh, you convinced me to get 55 and I uh, I went 55 and I'm pretty happy with it. it. It does seem a little big right now, although most people that have large TVs have told me that you usually get used to it within a week or two. And uh, I'm starting to get used to it, I guess. 
didn't buy uh, a very high-end TV either. Like, I bought, like, a mid-range Sony. I meant more like you were messaging me um, and texting me uh, all up in my business, and then suddenly you said, I bought it, I'm going to Best Buy and getting it. Yeah, we, I did the curbside pickup, which uh, I will say, very well done at uh, Best Buy. That whole uh, setup process of, like, having to move around TVs and bring this giant thing inside the house, uh, not the most fun thing to do, but once it's set up, very satisfying. So what did you do with your old TV? So we kind of shifted around. I had my father-in-law's old 37-inch TV hooked up to a PS4 and Nintendo Wii U in the basement. So I put the 40-inch, which still works okay. It's 720p, but the other one was also. And now it's hooked up to a PS3 and the Wii U. I brought the PS4 upstairs thinking, I'm sure it'll look a little bit better on this t- new TV. Um, yeah, a little bit better is uh, an understatement. It's significantly better looking on this new TV. I... I I don't realize what I, I didn't realize what I was missing over the last few years of having a PS4 on a 720p television. Yeah, no kidding. It's too bad that you uh, uh, didn't have the chance to buy Cyberpunk 2077 uh, before I got pulled from the, the Sony store in order to really, really witness uh, 1080p glory. Yeah, I heard that's uh, quite a mess, that game. I do believe that uh, dumpster fire is the correct term. Double Density presents the sounds of your youth. I was saying before I bought a a mid-range Sony, that's the problem with buying a TV now is you're kind of paralyzed by all the options and all the different prices. Now, if I had the money to do so, I would have likely bought an LG OLED, which everybody says is the best, but they also cost $1,800, That is way out of my price range. I wanted to stay under a thousand, which I was able to do with. It's very easy to do that these days for for good quality. Yeah, um, I did want to make sure the TV I got had uh, Dolby Vision or at least HDR, and that makes the the different types of TVs move up in price a bit, I guess. There, because there are some 4K TVs that have that you know a four hundred dollar Samsung. I could have got that, but it only had like two HDMI inputs, and I wanted at least three or four. So I found the Sony. I trust Sony. It works really well with the PS4, which is kind of neat. The remote control controls the PS4 and the TV. Did you so price that? Did you price that any Trinitrons? A Trinitron, yeah, a 32-inch big giant square, 80-pound <laughs> Trinitron. My great aunt had one, and when I when she um, she passed, we ended up with it. Trinitrons were some of the best monitors out there. Yeah, absolutely. But this one was like massive. It was very easily like a like a 60-inch one. Yeah. So, I, but anyway, this one has like it's there. It's where their line gets into like the Dolby Vision stuff, right? It's their their X1 chip or something. I don't know. I won't even use the, really many of the smart features on the TV. It has Android TV, which is surprisingly pretty good. But my Apple TV HD looks shockingly amazing on it. And Brian, I am very hard-pressed to tell the difference between 4K and 1080p um, at the distance I'm sitting. I can tell the difference when I put something into Dolby Vision. So we watched a lot of the Star Wars movies in the last few weeks or in the last last few days now on this new TV uh, using the HDR Dolby Vision that comes with all Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is unlike uh, Netflix, which charges you more for 4K content. Disney+, yes. Plus includes it out of the box. And we watched the last episode of The Mandalorian over again uh, on 4K HDR. And uh, a few of the Star Wars movies yesterday we watched The Rise of Skywalker, which I know, I, I know you didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. So no, maybe I, I'll like Wonder Woman uh, 84. <laughs> yeah, because you're a normie and this is what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, for, with that, I can tell the difference. The only problem is when I watch it on the Sony TV, on the Android app, I don't have the HomePods for audio, which 
significantly improves the audio. Anyway, uh, these are my problems, very minimal problems. Right now, I'm not buying an Apple TV 4K because that thing's been out for three years, and I'm, all the rumors are pointing to Apple coming out with a new Apple TV 4K, which I'll likely buy when it comes out in the next few months, hopefully. So you're just going to continue to shell for Tim Apple? Yeah, I like Tim Apple. He's cool. <laughs> I mean, listen, like you're, you've already got like what, like 3,000 HomePods or whatever? I have um, five HomePods. I have two HomePods Classic and three HomePods uh, regular. You really show a regular person. That kind of sounds absurd, though, right? Yeah, of course. But I have a I have a tech podcast to maintain. Oh, of course, yes. I'm doing it for the lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, so also the lifestyle now with a new TV, uh, because the PS4 looks so much better. I noticed uh, they were having a some summer sale. Not a summer sale. I noticed they were having a Christmas sale, so I picked up a few games, older games, obviously, because I'm too cheap to buy new ones. I picked up Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is uh, maintaining the Star Wars theme my kids and I have been uh, having over the holidays. Uh, F1 2020, because F1. And The Last of Us Part Two because everybody says that's an awesome game. Um, have you played The Last of Us, Brian? No, I haven't. I've watched some Let's Plays. But you say they're older games, but The Last of Us Part Two did come out this year. Yeah, I mean, and, and so did F1, like, but they're like six months old instead of like the new hotness that came out in October. Jedi Star, uh, Jedi Fallen Order is from last year, I think. Um, that's a pretty cool game, too. Uh, yeah, looks really amazing now. Uh, I didn't realize that the PS4 actually could do HDR. It's in 1080p, but it's HDR nonetheless. And everybody says 4K is less of a difference than HDR makes, of a, makes a difference. I don't okay. know if you know what that means. Like the colors are brighter. I don't know. My eyeballs are old anyway. Yeah, no, the color profile is... Oh, let's not get into this. But yeah, the color profile uh, is, is, is richer. Yeah. And on the uh, Nintendo Switch, my kids uh, got Mario Kart Live for Christmas. So we've Live been circuit? That. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's really well done. Yeah. So uh, have you built courses? Like what is the deal? Okay, so you have to build a course. You get four gates and two arrow things in the box. And basically, you set those up in, a, in an area. You try to come... It's kind of easier if you take the switch out of the dock and place it in a more central area because I do find the, the connection distance not very big. But obviously, you don't want... I mean, we don't have a mansion anyway, so it's not exactly a big house. But we put it in the living room. It, the connection stays good, and you kind of build the track around that. And you can put obstacles and things like that around. And it's kind of fun. Really well done. You um, you set it up. You go in front of gate number one. Uh, Lakitu comes out, paints some paint on your tires, and you just go around the track painting the ground, the virtual ground, obviously. And it's pretty cool. The car doesn't go that fast when you're looking at it. But when you're on the track, it, it really goes fast. And there's nothing funnier than a giant cat showing up on the camera. <laughs> I was about to say, like, all the, the, the home obstacles there probably are very enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's pretty silly and fun. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fun times have been had so far. We've only had it since Christmas Day, so um, the kids are liking it. And have so you, am I. Have you thought about getting a Ring Fit? Not really. Um, speaking of fitness, though, I have been using Apple Fitness Plus because I ended up getting Apple One. Because you're kind of like not. I'm kind of wasting money by not getting Apple One. Because yeah, with we, the bundle. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and Apple Fitness comes in that for free. Or whatever. It, it, Apple Fitness is really expensive. Otherwise, I think it's like ten or fifteen bucks a month. Um, so it's like half the price of the Apple One bundle I have anyway. So um, pretty is, cool seeing my rings uh, being filled while on the TV, and you see your heart rate and stuff while you're doing the exercise. Well done. I did not get a what is it called the, the Switch Fitness thing, the Ring Fitness. Ring Fit, yeah. Oh, 
No, I haven't. I haven't tried that yet. It's not as bossy as the Amazon band. Oh, the the judgy thing. Yeah. Start and you also don't have to wear it all the time so that Amazon knows exactly what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, from on my end for Christmas, I got um, Super Mario Maker two, so I've been playing that a bit. Very cool. Imagine Mario being judgy. That's a too much of pizza. That would be the best though. Honestly, with that voice, I'd be like, you know what? He's right. He's totally right. Um, so I also been... found that the way they do Mario in uh, the the RPG games on uh, the the Game Boy and. Well, more the DS because there's voices. Uh, sort of racist because it's a white guy. It's a it's, yeah. a it's a it's a non Italian Italian. It's like when Mario and Luigi talk That's what Italian sounds like to you, right? Do you want me to clip this and sort of make this your audition for like uh, the Mario voice, so I can take over for Charles Montanet? Yeah, exactly. Did you ever watch that uh, that documentary right on uh, on Netflix where he's the the host, but they never actually make mention that he's Mario's voice? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I, I yeah. read about it, but I didn't. <clears throat> Highly recommended. Also, we've been playing a lot of uh, Stardew Valley on here. That's a good game. As Is, a couple. We played on as a Switch, couple. right? No, on the computer, on my Mac. How is it on the Mac? It's fun. I mean, like the, the nice thing is that the buttons are well laid out, right? So it's very easy to, to kind of do things. Because you and, can't uh, use a controller. They just came out. Yeah, I know. Let's not talk about that. Uh, and they just came out with a major, major update. So it's uh, Stardew Valley 1.5, and it's crazy. There's a ton of new content. There's new quests to do. There's a whole new island with adventures to do. So we're just uh, scratching the surface there. Well, I'll have to start playing again once it comes out for the Switch. You told me that it comes out in January, right? Supposed to, yeah, they said early 2021. So okay. uh, concerning Ape, uh, making all the, the right moves here. And honestly, this could have been uh, like a DLC they charged for, but uh, they decided not to, and it, it, looks, it looks amazing. That, that was a fun game. I played a lot of it uh, when I first got the Switch. And then uh, you and I both uh, got Among Us on the Switch, but I we haven't had the chance to play it. No, um, we were supposed to play this week, but we haven't. It's it's hard, right? Like I even hurt my back this week, of course, because I'm old. Yeah, we were uh, supposed to record yesterday, and then uh, you know you what is it like lifting a box? Uh, yes, uh, bringing the recycling out. <laughs> it little things like that. Sometimes I hurt my back shampooing my hair. <laughs> what little hair I've left. So things happen like that. I and I. I it could be worse, right? Because at least I do yoga all the time. So that really, really helps me quite a bit. Um, instead of us playing Among Us, I ended up playing The Last of Us, which is also like Among Us, except only different because it says us also. in the <laughs> Okay, well, that was a stretch, but I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, you'll allow it. Yeah, um, um, Last of Us, really dark out of the gate. Well, my but first course, comment to you was like, you, you're not playing with the kids. I hope you're playing with oh the kids. Oh my God. There's so much naughty language in The Last of Us. Like, they swear a lot. You should, uh, like, Way force your kids. Way more than expected. What was that uh, PS3 game, Red Rain? Was that it? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? Here, let me use the internet. Red Rain. No, I don't know. I never heard that game. game. Or Heavy Rain? Yes, Heavy Rain, yes. Heavy Rain, I, yeah. Did that, you ever play that? Yes. Yeah. We used Jason, to play that as a group. Jason. Jason. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. We used to and we used to play. They all as... talk with a weird American accent. Yeah, uh, he's lost in the what was he called? Uh, the, there was like a an under an underpass. It's like it's in the wasteland. And then when I'm hearing wasteland, I'm expect I'm expecting to see like a desert, but no, it's like a no. dump. But he's yeah, calling exactly. it the wasteland. Yeah. No. So yeah. We, there's some really bad American accents in that. game. We used to get drunk and play that together as a as a group. Yeah, I, I definitely did play that game. Yeah. So definitely, like, I I feel like it's time for you to play Heavy Rain with your kids. I don't have that anymore. Well, you should just uh, buy it on the PlayStation Store. Do it. Oh, yeah. Is it's, it available for PS4? Uh, it is available for PS4. 
I, I I did try setting up the PS3 yesterday to have Netflix and stuff because the TV in the basement doesn't have an Apple TV on it and it won't until I get a an Apple TV 4K or whatever the next iteration will be. And I tried putting Netflix and stuff on the PS3. Oh boy, that thing's real slow now. Yeah, I, I definitely do believe it. It's it's quite slow, and my son's like, I can't deal with this. Heavy <laughs> so rain when three bring an iPad down. What What's the heck? that? Heavy rain when three BAFTAs, according to Wikipedia. Well, it is a British game because you can tell by the American accent. The awful American accents, yeah. Yeah, because I think one of the guys is an Irish guy. So it's like the reverse of that Christopher Walken thing you were telling me about before. Mm, yeah. the, uh, let's not talk about that. Uh, though, yeah, if you want to look up some laughs, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the the new Christopher Walken, um, uh, who is it? Emily Blunt, I think, isn't it there too? Uh, I like Emily a, Blunt. There's a new uh, uh, romantical movie that she's in that's uh, out there that you should uh, uh, avoid if possible. Is her husband in it? I like him too. No, no, no. The movie's called Wild Mountain Time, but time is spelled T-H-Y-M-E. So it oh, also, like, is it it also has the thing? guy from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. He's great in that show, uh, whatever it's called, The Fall. Yes. So Jamie Dornan's in there. Um, yeah. uh, so I feel like he he was like, oh, Fifty Shades, I can do worse than that. And uh, out comes <laughs> Wild Mountain Time. Angela, I'll send you a link to a BuzzFeed article that my wife sent me. And it's just uh, um, the reveal and the twist are are not not good. Great. Angela, let us head on over to the other. Uh, uh, so just to preface this, this is sort of like an all techie kind of episode. Um, we'll be dropping an all paranormal episode uh, next week as a little treat for everyone in the new year. Um, but Happy with that new being year. said, let's head over to the, the sort of like the in-depth um, portion of, of the show. Great. Double Density presents The Three Titans. back to Double Density, and uh, unlike other episodes, we are keeping on with the tech team. Angelo, do you know what a lol cow is? I know what a lol cat is. Uh, yeah, it's slightly different here. So okay. uh, let's start with the top voted Urban Dictionary definition of lol cow, shall we? Please. A lol cow is a person uh, you get extensive laughs from who doesn't know that they're being made fun of. They can often think that they are admired for what they're doing, but secretly are being laughed at constantly. Mm, sounds like bullying <laughs> sort of uh, so today we're going to talk about bad web presences are you excited about this because this is probably something that you have no idea uh, no so uh, you sent me the article and i read through it it's from uh know your meme yes and i honestly apart from a few of the websites and some of the people here i don't really know anything about this yeah so whole communities have arisen to openly mock lol cows as i going to explain to you uh, internet personalities which offer uh people extensive laughs it's cruel in a cold world out there um, and as the internet continues to generate endless personalities, so does the outright mocking of them. Um, so the article I linked you to was for uh, uh, one of the so-called like largest lol cows um, uh, uh, out there. Uh, Chris Chan, a.k.a. Christine Weston Chandler, a.k.a. CWC, a YouTube personality and creator of a webcomic, and by extension, a whole web universe called Sonichu. Um, they were definitely one of the first people in the quasi-modern YouTube era that I remember being like a quote-unquote personality. Their videos and exploits are well documented, and there's an extensive and quite frankly insane uh, wiki site 
dedicated to cataloging every single weird instance of Christine's existence. Um, like you're saying, it's like cyberbullying of a high-functioning autistic person because she has mentioned in her videos that she is high-functioning autistic. That has lasted um, oh, about a, a baker's dozen of years right now. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I sent you uh, know your, this Know Your Meme article about uh, uh, Christine Weston Chandler. Uh, you sort of read through it, I'd imagine, right? I did, yeah. And then uh, I think I, I sent you a... Uh, WTF when I came across somebody named Nipple something or other. Yeah, Very Nipple. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very strange. Yeah. So uh, just before we go forward, we're probably going to get into some touchy territory here. So, you know, if you are, um, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, we're going to be talking about things that, that sort of like make some people uncomfortable. So I guess like that is trigger uh, warning, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. About, you know, general unpleasantness on the internet, cyberbullying and, uh, um, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to outright use. So bad language here but i'm going to refer to bad language naughty yeah <laughs> so we're going to link to the know your meme page dedicated to her uh, in the show notes because i think uh, it's the easiest way of detailing the entire saga if you don't know it uh, which is quite extensive um i feel like it would almost need an episode of its own suffice to say that christian is but one of many online targets angela yes there are many and i i i, I worry about my poor kids growing up with this type of stuff but i guess uh, they'll get used to just like we got used to certain things. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, this is the type of thing that you need to kind of search out in order to find. Yeah, and um, being the good parent I am, I have protected the their um, their devices from bad content. Uh, at what point do you decide to drop that? I don't know, when I realize they're responsible enough. You don't have like a litmus test to sort of like figure out, okay, like well, you're the thing on the is, is that most, most of the, like everybody's computers on my house are blocked from getting garbage on them. Right. So it doesn't really matter. Right. So you've blocked porn. Yeah, pretty much. So, so if anybody comes visit and I see their web, their, uh, their devices on my internet, I'm going to add them to that block list. Sorry, no porn <laughs> for you. Um, getting back to the topic at hand though. So, um, unlike disordered, have you ever visited 4chan? Let's start with that. No, never. Okay, so you have you, but you know of its layout, right? You know the idea that it's just random posts with threads. Everyone's anonymous on there. It's it's basically like a form, right? No, it's not a form because you don't have to register. Oh, okay. So no, I, I, that's not. I I pictured it more looking like a regular internet form. No, no, but we'll talk or about Reddit. those in a sec. But but uh, it literally is just um, um, at the top. You have all of your different letters, right? So B for random, M U for music. There's Paul. There's X for paranormal. Um, and then basically like it's just people creating threads anonymously and as time uh, moves forward older threads uh, get cut off and and deleted okay and what, what what's the paranormal thread like over there it's kind of interesting there's a lot of like weird like people posting about experiences but a lot of shit posting too happens okay uh, maybe that is something you and I can look at together I'd love to hear your thoughts on there great I can't <laughs> wait to have that on my computer I don't actually I don't I wonder if I can even access it you I'd have to turn to. off. I'd have to turn off my sharing thing. My my sharing thing. Oh. I'd have to turn off my uh, Euro blocking thing. Right. Euro I, secure. I, well, I mean, it's for the podcast. So if you want to invest money in in HomePods, then you can also invest money and in, and in time into uh, you know doing this. And by money, I mean uh, the the cents per day costs you to be on the internet. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, unlike these disordered image boards like 4chan and Acoon, um, there are uh, dedicated websites and forums like Kiwi Farms that are basically like directly like forms of like directed hate. You know, there are threads about personalities that could go on for like hundreds of pages long. For example, I um I chose a, a thread on the the Game Grumps. Do you know who they are? Nope. Okay, so they're immensely popular Let's Players on YouTube. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm out of the Let's Play universe, right? Like, I don't, the only, I really only watch, like, the retro people on YouTube, like GameSack and uh, Jeremy Parrish and Classic Gaming Quarterly, those those websites, those websites. I sound so old. Those uh, YouTube channels. Right. Um, so the, the Game Grubs um, have been around for almost 10 years. There was some drama. We'll talk about that in a sec. But uh, the thread on them uh, runs over 350 pages. And, and it's all sorts of bits of media were archived for future reference. You know, things like tweets, photos shared on social accounts, clips from live streams, videos of YouTube content put out there in case any of this gets taken down. Uh, I perused it for a while, sort of click around, and there's a lot of content on there. Um, uh, do you know who JonTron is? Yeah, um, okay. because of uh, uh, what are they called? Like, and I can't, I can't think. Uh, Ethan. Uh, yeah, so Ethan the H three H three people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. H, I was like H two N one. No, that's a disease. <laughs> that's a disease. No, so Jontron was an original game grump with Aaron, and then left. Um, and so these people in and Kiwi he's sort Farms, of racist, isn't he? Well, that's the whole thing. So the people on Kiwi Farms uh, largely believe that Jontron was right after the Destiny stream slash like racial comments, right? So okay. Also, so just to note, the Game Grumps, not a good Let's Play channel. I've never cared for them. But it, it was just fascinating to see something I was like casually acquainted with uh, run uh, multi-year, 350-page threads. I know. I like the only, the closest thing I've come to watching any of these types of people is I've watched a few PewDiePie things. Ah, uh, yes. He's terrible. He is. Circling back to the beginning of the topic, though. So Chris Chan has her own subforum in here on Kiwi Farms, counting over 70 pages of threads and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of comments. Angela, it's insane to me that people would spend so much time documenting and filing away every bit of media someone has ever put out there as a way of quote-unquote bringing them down. The obsessive hind mind that are forums like Kiwi Farms act with a fervent kind of zeal. Their misguided righteousness is what informs their decisions. They constantly spend their time trawling all of a chosen target's social media in order to collect every bit of minutia in existence. It reminds me a bit of like Threadit's pursuit of the Boston Bomber 2014 and how well that turned out. That turned out poorly. Correct. Very, very poorly. Angela, it, all of this is a culture filled with Inspector Gadgets thinking they're Sherlock Holmeses. <laughs> like, literally, so just a, like Clouseau also. Yeah, just bumbling. Um, you know, and as you expect with places like these, every imaginable racial epithet in existence was brought down here. Um, every form of racism, sex, uh, sexism imaginable, anti-Semitism. Anti- I'm sure there's some MAGA bros in there. Oh, for sure. Anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric is fervent. Every stupid name that they could come up in the book is up there. So the opposite of people like us. Correct. Yeah. So very intolerant people. Um, the ironic thing, though, is that this fervent base of haters literally dries up views for all these accounts, right? So every piece of media that a creator puts out, they uh, will interact with, right? So they ingest these bits of media the same way as a fan would, because a view is a view. A website hit doesn't distinguish whether it's a righteous, insightful visit or a trollish, anger-fueled one. Um, to someone who is a lol cow who may not be aware of things like Kiwi Farms, though most people who are subject um, uh, to harassment from Kiwi Farms are well aware that it exists. Um, okay. But yeah, it's just like this weird ecosystem where some of your greatest consumers are the people who hate you the most. Yeah, it's so the I mean, the term hate watch, right, is coming from that, I guess. Yeah, I almost feel like it's a hate lifestyle, though. Yeah. You wonder what goes through these people's minds that take like you know i mean there's people that visit 4chan and stuff just to visit it for example if they have a podcast and their co-host asks them to visit it but like people that frequent it and stay on it and comment and really deep dive into it and become part of that lifestyle you wonder what went wrong to make them have to be like that 
And that's exactly what I'm wondering, too, because online anonymity affords uh, someone to act brazenly, right? Especially on 4chan, where everyone is, by definition, anonymous. Um, you know, being brave online is a well-known trope. But I'm curious to know whether if a regressive attitude um, is due to, like, uh, a full-on belief in this or if they're just it's their own form of like role-playing right like saying stupid stuff to burn off whatever negative energies they have you know much the same way like an, an angry teen would do that when mom tells them not to do something so you know during the week they're good kids in school they go to church on sunday with their family wear their best clothes and then uh, in the evening go on uh, 4chan and spew hateful garbage yeah but I, I, sometimes i wonder like is it just they actually believe that or is it just the, like that a release weird- yeah, the release, like that weird sort of like feeling of getting away with something. They're playing a game, right? You you mentioned it before. It's like role playing. Yeah, it is literally like role playing. But yeah, you know, I wonder Skyrim. I wonder how much of the community is actually just hateful mongrels versus like how many people just feel like they live in a quote unquote like PC world that doesn't understand them. And then like they can go online and sort of like say stupid stuff and get away with it. It's like a, a very primitive version of Westworld. <laughs> Yeah, sort of. I've also been doing a lot of reading about this. So uh, firstly, I read one of the best books of 2020, which is Tally Lavin's Culture Warlords. So in it, she actively engages with a lot of these sorts of folks who, instead of like fixating on a specific internet personality, like the people at Kiwi Farms do, they uh, let their hate out there um, and uh, pick a racial identity to go after, right? So they use the broad hatred of anyone unlike them. So she goes after racists on a whites-only dating website uh, by posing as someone that is best described as like Uber Aryan, right? Um, And so she tries to like dox them. Ooh. Yeah, so she trolls the trolls. And uh, that book uh, definitely is an insightful look into how these people operate and interact when they believe to be in an ironically named safe space for them, right? So I find it very interesting that, you know, um, much as Kiwi Farms is a safe space for regressive and transgressive behavior, um, uh, a, you know, a, a white nationalist website is a safe space for, for racists. I mean, yes, that makes sense. It's uh, the, That's the world we live in now where there have to be safe spaces for horrible people too. Yeah, and I, I find it ironic that uh, those who decry PC culture the most also seek refuge um, from um, from it in like weird ways, right? They're their own little snowflakes. Yeah, ironically enough. Yeah. I also recently read uh, Dale Barron's It Came From Something Awful, which draws a line from how certain posters on uh, Seminole and Proto Lolcow website, uh, and I mean like Lolcow as in like tracking Lolcows. Um, have you ever been on Something Awful? No, I, I was about to ask you if that still exists. It sure does. And uh, uh, one of the most infamous things, and I wonder if it's covered on Know Your Mean, but uh, the September 11th threads on there were were massive and crazy. Um, so basically what it does is it traces this line between something awful and someone's user migrating to 4chan's B and then uh, R9K uh, boards to sort of like embracing Donald Trump ironically, but also unironically. Ugh. Yeah. I know, I know. He's, I mean, Brian, we only have about 20 days or so left of him. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's out. it's only going to get slightly better. Yeah, I guess. I mean, at least there... At least... Anyway, let's not talk about it too much, but at least there's somebody who seems to have some compassion in him yeah. in the White House now. So, yeah, I do have some nitpicks with the Something Awful book. Like, uh, the um, blog platform Zanga is spelled uh, X-E-N-G-A and not X-A-N-J, which was easily checkable but like whatever it largely paints an interesting portrait of movements in motion uh, touching of course on the bad man donald trump but also peppy the frog gamer gain and more the way in which ideology and actions get tied together and people form social bonds but i don't mean like one-to-one social bonds i just mean like broad 
social bonds together um, um, through finding like interest in like-minded subjects um, is very, very interesting and like well-painted there. I guess you have to, you know, people are like-minded whether it's good or bad and they all want to have their own little community. Yeah, like I call it Together in Hate is what I've decided to call it. Okay. Episode title right there, Brian. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's it's a lot of people who um, uh, can't escape like this like weird negative mindset that they're stuck in for whatever X amount of reasons, you know, whether it be like a really bad home situation or just, you know, they feel like the world has changed and left them behind or things like that. And so they've decided to sort of like, um, you know, anonymously or pseudonymously like plant, um, you know, their draw their line in the sand, let's say. Okay. Um, it's a weird line to draw in the sand. But I mean, like, it, it def- I, I, you know, and this is sort of like my summation of the entire topic, but I'm going to bring it out now. But it, at the end of the day, it's easier to hate than to learn how to love, right? There's no work to be done in hate. Loving is sometimes tough, filled with emotional labor and work. Um, and it's something that you need to actively work at. Whereas, like, hating is, is very easy to just sit there and do. It's, <laughs> it's not that it's funny, but uh, you make me think of Star Wars now. Yeah. I've been on yeah. such a Star Wars kick, but the, you know, the dark side is easier than the light side. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's just easier. And the thing is, like, I feel like there's not just, you know, on these places, but I think um, on the web at large, it's, it's much easier to do, um, you know, performative online hate than performative online love. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Some words of wisdom from Brian to end this year. Yeah, I almost feel like a self-help guru, you know, like, a you know, go ahead and buy my like $300 um, seminar, please. Yeah. Do you have a bracelet that takes away <laughs> negative ions? No, not yet. Uh, uh, though I may I may purchase a doctor ion. We'll see. Good idea. Uh, flashback to a few episodes ago or just last episode. I can't remember anymore. Yeah. Time is irrelevant um, in, in the year of roller 2020, right? Yeah. But yeah, Angelo, I, I kind of want to... I want to go onto 4chan with you and get your, like, you are, um, uh, how do I put this? Your internet, lo- uh, like, level of, like, um, browsing is is vanilla. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm very vanilla compared to most people, especially uh, especially you. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. the deepest, darkest trenches of the internet I've been to are, like, some paranormal forums, really. Yeah. Like, I haven't, I haven't hit dark web yet, but, like, I'm on my way there. I saw a movie about that. Oh, did you? Did we watch yeah, it recently? It was, yes, it was. Uh, if you steal somebody's laptop, you end up on this really weird uh, riverboat thing. I guess that movie can't really happen in 2020 as much, right? Well, I mean, yeah, because you, you wouldn't be at the coffee shop leaving a laptop. No, you'd be at home leaving a laptop for your, what, like your roommate to find? Yeah, maybe. So That was an okay movie. I thought it was I watched good. I watched it on my, uh, on my basement TV that I no longer have hooked up. <laughs> which was hooked up to a PS4 that I was basically using wrong for the last five or six years I've had it. Right. Have you ever engaged in online hate? No. You've never like, like talked some shit on, on a message board? Not really. Apart from maybe arguing with uh, global warming deniers on the Paracast forums. So you are essentially like, like lawful good. Oh yeah, but we've established that. No, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm amused that you've never like... Like and we've talked about this, especially like um in that episode with Casey List, where, yeah, I used to I used to talk some some crap on the internet for sure. I used to do that, but then I I decided like it's not worth my energy anymore, right? And that's the thing is that like this is all expended energy, and it kind of surprises me on a large scale how much of it is just like thrown out there. Like just imagine if this were put to like a greater use. Yeah, 
Uh, well, I mean, this year, a lot of people have been inside the whole time. And maybe, did you know if there's statistics of this type of stuff getting worse this year because everybody's been inside just on the internet? No one's really been tracking it. But the thing is, like, a lot of this gets dirtier because of all the um, the conspiracy theory stuff, too. Yeah. And this and the last four years have been worse because of who the president was and actually promoting these types of things. It blows my mind still that when you go to his Twitter page, a lot of the stuff is disputed. Yeah, but uh, it, it's versions of reality, right? So, you know, to these people who are just um, spending their time on on sites like Kiwi Farms who decide to performatively hate, um, it is a way to sort of like engage with the reality that you want. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going to Donald Trump's um, Twitter thing right now to see how many of his latest tweets have been. Uh, yeah, first tweet, this claim about electric fraud is disputed. There we go. Perfect. Lovely. <laughs> Just what a lovely time to be alive, eh? Yeah. December 27, increase payments to the people and get rid of the pork. I have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, Speaking sti- for this, America. Wait, wait, wait. You don't know about the stimulus debacle right now? No, no. I haven't been paying attention. Oh, so basically people in the United States, unfortunately, are only getting 600 bucks in a stimulus check. And uh, a lot of people uh, on the Democratic side of things are pushing for uh, $2,000, which I think sounds uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Um, Like in Canada, it's been a little different, right? You've had to, it's not everybody who got money. No, but we are much more responsible up here too in in terms of like uh, caring for each other, right? Because that's a socialist democracy. Yeah, it's it's not socialist enough, I guess, but it's, uh, it's not too bad. It was funny because I was talking to a friend of mine who's currently working in the States, but she she's from here. And uh, she was just mentioning, like, you know, when people say, oh, like, socialism is bad, like, no one points to, to us or to any of the Nordic states that, that have it, right? Or, I mean, England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, the, those cases are always forgotten. Yeah, because it's like, in their mind, they picture socialism is uh, USSR. Yeah, well, socialism is, is also like an, uh, to the end of the minds analogous to like communism, which is analogous to like sitting in a bread line. Yeah, and you know, I earn my money so that people could just sit home and watch TV and get the same amount of money, which is yeah. not true at all. No, no, the majority of people who earn that money, uh, you know, uh, through our um, two thousand dollar a month subsidy, definitely used it for things like groceries and rent and taking care of their kids. I know this firsthand because I've spoken to many people who've had been in that situation. Well, you were you were unemployed was. for for a bit of time too. I was a, and it came I, in it came in handy. I was a Serbi boy. Yeah. So yeah. No, I, I, I will say, you know, with my four home pods and all that garbage, I was very lucky. Four to, or five. Five, sorry. Yeah, it's, well, one counts as uh, two of them count as Don't one try. because no. because they're stereo pair. No, no, that's still five physical home pods in your home. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so and the kids have been complaining because they don't like Siri as much as uh, Google Home. Oh, well, that's that's such a privileged position to be in. Well, I, I keep to, I keep explaining to them that the privacy with Google Home was significantly reduced. Oh, yeah, they really because they really care about that stuff. I know, but all, cause all they want to know is when they ask it what the world's five top foods are, that it gets an answer. And Siri's like, I can't help you with that. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is quite unfortunate. They can't type that into Google, though? They can. Well, there you go. But why so, type when you can talk? It's true. It's true. Well, that's the the whole point of a podcast versus an article, right? Well, true. And people can listen at 2x speed and listen to it real fast. A double density PSA. Don't you dare copy that floppy. Nor copy it. Who cares? Double density. So this has been the last episode of 2020 for Double Density. What a weird year it's been. Very weird. 
I feel like I haven't left my house since March, but I have not that much. Uh, but you know, and it's going to continue. F- I I don't foresee us uh, going back to any sort of normal until at least the fall. Mm, I'd say even further than that, depending on the situation. Yeah, I and I know I think I'm going to be working from home for a long time. Same, more more than working from an office, Same. which suits me fine because yeah, <laughs> I save that money your, on community on commuting and all that stuff. Right, you have so, your multitude of uh, televisions just lying around. Your your sea of home pods just hanging out. Yeah, I I like my cute little office now. It's well, I'm glad you do. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I inhaling feel like this the radon is... in my basement. <laughs> yeah, didn't you? Didn't you? You have a radon detector now. No, I don't need one. I, I had my house tested. It's uh, below the minimums, so it's okay. But yeah, there is a in Quebec where I live. Uh, it's a radon uh, hotspot. Let's say, just what like a, it's a UFO hotspot. What a weird milk toast thing to to know about your your area. Well, it was reminded again in our in our like monthly newsletter from the from the town because uh, people have been staying home more. So like, make sure you test your radon dum dums. So do you get that, like a physical copy of that? No, no, uh, via the emails. Oh, so you've signed up for the email with for in the city. So the city has your information. My town, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to call where I live a city. It's Fair. not that big. Okay, so an, an encampment then. Uh, yeah, a town. Let's see. Let's see. How many, how many, let's look up the population. Eighteen thousand two hundred and twenty eleven. So about twenty thousand people live here. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Angela, I feel like this is a good place to uh, end the last episode of twenty twenty as we continue to ramble on about our uh, surroundings. Uh, do you know where people can find us on the internet? They can find us at doubledensity.net and all the relevant links are there. But you can also find us on the Twitter and stuff like that. I'm at Angela Furin. I'm at Brian Hasty, and you can find uh, the show over at double underscore uh, density. Uh, I'm curious though if anyone out there has like engaged um, or taken an interest in in uh, being racist like, on the internet. Yeah, no, or just like seen examples of it, or like have you know um, uh, read Been a victim even worse. Yeah, exactly. I'm very very curious to know if anyone has had to um, you know uh, deal with with these issues. Yeah, it's it's not. It could be not a very safe place, do you think? No. And as I mentioned before, the uh, next episode will drop will be regular. But before that, I'm going to drop a bonus episode. I'm forcing my wife to watch the Linda Moulton Howe uh, animal mutilation documentary, the classic Strange Harvest. I want to get her thoughts on that. So that'll be the first thing out from us uh, in the in the new year. I'm pretty excited to actually hear that. I'm pretty excited to record it because yeah, we're I you know I have a copy of it. I'm very interested to see her her reaction, hear her thoughts about that, and you and, will and all you- here too. And you don't need to maintain social distance with her. No, exactly. Exactly. But sometimes weird. I do. Sometimes I like I need my, my six feet from her, you know? Like right now, she's in her room. And yes. you're in uh, you're in your uh, kitchen. Yeah, right? I'm recording in the kitchen. Room. Yeah, the living room. Okay. Cool. Now is rest time in my house, and I'm going to go uh, play a bit of uh, The Last of Us before the children wake up. Yeah, you should go lie down, too. I will. I'll, I'll lie down and play at the same time. Perfect. And with that, Angelo, this has been episode 156 of the Double Density Podcast. As always, you can uh, you know tune in uh, in 2021. Enjoy our antics. We have plenty of surprises uh, lined up. And uh, tune in, in next episode as we decide you know which internet personality to hate on. Uh, Angelo, see you there. See you there.
please are, are playing it. Sorry, Angel, I need to stop for a sec. My cat... Here, I'm going to send you a picture right now about what's going on in my house. Okay. My So, Steph is in the bedroom with the door closed because we're recording. And she's been sitting like this for like five minutes now. <laughs> That's great. She's just... Yeah. She's lying on her back hoping the door will open. That's funny. I love when cats do that. I don't know where mine is. She was scared this morning because we put away the tree and ran the vacuum cleaner at weird times and her litter box was moved out of the way because that's where the tree is. 